Father God, we thank you for February the 17th. Lord, we ask for your presence, Lord. Lord, we believe that this is something you would have us do and that it has your blessing. We ask you to be with us, Lord God, in our hearts. Let the river of life flow through our hearts. Be in us and purify us, Lord, as lily of the valley, Lord. Give us tender hearts to hear what you're saying through us, through your word. Speak to us, Lord God, as we seek your face. And we, and Lord, forevermore, Lord, we will praise you and we thank you for the reading of today. In Jesus' name, amen. Leviticus chapter 4 to 519. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. This is how you are to deal with those who sin unintentionally by doing anything that violates one of the Lord's commands. If the high priest sins, bring guilt upon the entire community, he must give a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He must represent to the Lord a young bull with no defects. He must bring the bull to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle, lay his hands on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain of the sanctuary. The priest then will put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, for a fragrant instant that strands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar to, for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the fat of the bulls to be offered as a sin offering. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. He must remove these along with the kidneys, just as he does with cattle offered as a peace offering, and burn them on the altar of burnt offerings. He must take whatever is left of the bull, its height, meat, head, legs, internal organs, and dung, and carry it away to a place outside the camp that is ceremonially clean, that place where the ashes are dumped. There, on the ash heap, he will burn it on a wood fire. If the entire Israelite community sins by violating one of the Lord's commands, but the people don't realize it, they are still guilty. When they become aware of their sin, the people must bring a young bull as an offering for their sin and present it before the tabernacle. The elders of the community must then lay their hands on the bull's head and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain. He will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for a fragrant instance that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar to burn offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the animal's fat and burn it in the altar. 
just as he does with the bull offered as a sin offering for the high priest. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Then the priest must take what is left of the bull and carry it outside the camp and burn it there, just as it's done with the sin offering for the high priest. This offering is for the sin of the entire congregation of Israel. If one of Israel's leaders sin by violating one of the commands of the Lord his God, but doesn't realize it, he is still guilty. When he becomes aware of his sin, he must bring it bring as his offering a male goat with no defects. He must lay his hands on the goat's head and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered before the Lord. This is an offering for his sin. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must burn all the goat's fat on the altar, just as he does with the peace offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the leader from his sins, making him right with the Lord, and he will be forgiven. <sighs> if any of the common people sin by violating one of the Lord's commands, but they don't realize that they are still guilty. When they become aware of their sins, they must bring as an offering for their sin a female goat with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place of burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the goat's fat, just as he does with the fat of the peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar, and it will be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If the people bring a sheep as their sin offering, it must be a female with no defect. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the sheep's fat, just as he does with the fat of a sheep presented as a peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar on top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people from their sin, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If you are called to testify about something you have seen or that you know about, it is, a sinful to, it is sinful to refuse to testify, and you will be punished for your sin. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that is ceremonially unclean, such as the carcass of an unclean animal, when you realize what you have done, you must admit your defilement and your guilt. This is true whether it's a wild animal, a domestic animal, or an animal that scurries around along the ground. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that makes a person unclean. When you realize what you have done, you must admit your guilt. Or suppose you make a foolish vow of any kind, whether it's purpose 
its purpose is for good or for bad, when you realize its foolishness, you must admit your guilt. When you become aware of your guilt in any of these ways, you must confess your sin. Then you must bring to the Lord as the penalty of, for your sin a female from the flock, either a sheep or a goat. This is a sin offering which, which the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord. But if you cannot afford to bring a sheep, you may bring to the Lord two turtle doves or two young pigeons as the penalty for your sin. One of the birds will be for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. You must bring them to the priest who will present the first bird as a sin offering. He will wring its neck but without serving its, serving its head from the body. Then he will sprinkle some of the blood on the sin offering against the sides of the altar. And the rest of the blood will be drained out of the base of the altar. This is a sin. This is offering for sin. The priest will then prepare the second bird as a burnt offering. Follow all the procedures that have been described. Through this process, the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. If you cannot afford to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, you may bring two quarts of choice flour for your sin offering. Since it is an offering for sin, you must not moisten it with olive oil or put any frankincense on it. Take the flour to the priest who will scoop out a handful of, as a representative portion. He will burn it on the altar on top of the special gift presented to the Lord. It is an offering of, for sin. Through this process, the priest will purify those who are guilty of any of these sins, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. The rest of the flower will belong to the priest, just as with the grain offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, If one of you commits a sin by unintentionally defying the Lord's sacred property, you must bring a guilt offering to the Lord. The offering must be your own ram with no defects, or maybe one equal value with silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary chekel. You must make restitution for the sacred property you have harmed by paying for the loss, plus an additional 20%. When you give the payment to the priest, he will purify you with the ram sacrificed as a guilt offering, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. Suppose you sin by violating one of the Lord's commands, even if you are unaware of what you have done, you are guilty and will be punished for your sin. For a guilt offering, you must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects, or you may buy one of equal value. Through this process, the priest will purify you from your unintentional sin, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. This is a guilt offering for you have been guilty of an offense against the Lord. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verse 13 to 3, 6. Then Jesus went out to the lakeshore again and taught the crowds that there were, um, that, that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi's son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple. 
Jesus said to him, So Levi got up and followed him. Later Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of his, of his this kind among Jesus' followers, but when the Pharisees, when the teachers of religious law who were the Pharisees, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but though no, not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they're sinners. Amen. Once, once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, "Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do?" Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them, but someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they'll fast. And then they will fast. Besides, who would, pitch, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before and no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the wine would burst the wineskins and the wine and the skins would both be lost new wine calls for new wineskins one Sabbath day as Jesus was walking through some grain fields his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat but the Pharisee said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when the uh, Abiathar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to him, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Hallelujah for that, Lord. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Amen. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' Jesus's enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day of doing evil? Is this a day to save, li to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. Amen.
At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. And in Psalms uh, 36, 1 to 12, Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind conceit they cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or to do good. They lie awake at night hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. Um, how precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house. Letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life. The light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down never to rise again. Proverbs 10, 1-2, the Proverbs of, so Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I like that psalm. He says, you yeah. feed them with the abundance of your own house. Yes, yes. Letting them drink from your rivers of delights. Mm, for you are the fountain of life, the light by which, we see. by which we see. It's funny how he calls it a fountain of life, and then he calls it the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample us. Amen. Very Thank good. you, Lord. How My precious God. is your unfailing love, O oh God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You care for people and animals alike, O oh Lord. And how precious is your unfailing love. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice is like the ocean depths. Yeah, how, how huge is that? Amen. It's like yeah. mighty. Your unfailing love, O oh Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, that we you hold us in your arms, and you said nothing can snatch us out, Lord. You hold us firm. We thank you, Father, that we are your children. We say, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Father, thank you for holding us and loving us. Amen. <laughs> You know, this is the first time I saw, I saw a couple of things here. I saw the, how hurt Jesus was. Yeah. For their hearting on their hand, heart, yeah, you know. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I said, wow, you know how deep it hurts. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he, he just he was doing good and he wasn't, uh, 
they didn't love him. You know how mm-hmm. how hard the Pharisees and the teachers have gotten out of their jealousy. Deeply yeah. saddened by mm-hmm. their hard hearts. Yeah. And it's the one time that I noticed that it, it says he was angry. He was angry too? Yeah, oh, he was, angry. He looked around, mm. around at them angrily and was deeply saddened. Mm, that's true and strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what the righteous indignation. Huh? Mm-hmm. And then angrily and was deeply mm-hmm. saddened by their hearts. But I like the way he called them on and he said, Hold out your hand. Does this law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save a life, or to destroy it? And they didn't give him an answer. Hmm, say that again? He said, he told them, he said, um, he wanted them to go, go he, he brought the man to the front, and he said, Does this law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is it a day to save a life or to destroy it? So the first two things he said, it's a day to do good things, good mm-hmm. deeds. It's a day to do good. Mm-hmm. And they said, remember, all the all the healings he did was mostly on the Sabbath. That's, you know, and what's the other one? To save a life. Save a life. In other words, to get out there and, get, and turn someone to Christ. Amen. To save a life. Mm, amen. Amen. The, the other thing I, I noticed... Well, you, uh, what, go ahead. What else? Um, so I like um, where he, you know, he, where they started picking on his disciples for um, getting some, you know, the grain so they can eat it. And he said, "Well, haven't you?" Like here's these, they claim to know the scriptures, and said, "Didn't you know that David broke the law?" And his companions went in, and they went in there, and they took the bread. Mm-hmm. They took the bread. Uh, and they broke the law. It was sacred bread also that they took. It wasn't like they just took, you know, like a little grain off the thing like the disciples did. He went in there to the holy place, right? You know, I just seen it for the first time. I seen it there when the and he says the Sabbath was made for to benefit man, mm-hmm. the needs of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. To meet the needs right. of people now, and not just to meet a requirement. That's what I picked yeah, up. It's just, I'm talking. <laughs> I know, but I mean that is very important. It goes along with that. Um, the meat of the need of the people is uh, spiritually. It's a recreation, re, re recreation, refresh. Not only physically, but how about if it's financially? How about if it's not? Uh, spiritually and emotionally you know all these things that the sabbath is a a restoring cure for us just like every seven years the cells there are renewed in your body you know Hmm, that's true i don't know that the scientist says that oh you have all new cells in seven years really bone cells so you're being renewed every seven the way the word says like your youth is being renewed like the eagles huh so we can be renewed every seven days spiritually physically mentally financially socially you know you get to think better that's why it's so important that we uh we learn to soak in the spirit soak the river of god just wait on him and enjoy it you know takes a special skill yeah. you know to cut down on the activities and 
Yeah. Uh, we we can pick a different day if you like when you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it does, you know, reiterate. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So Sabbath is a, is a benefit. It's yeah. kind of like God It's meeting the needs of people and not people meeting a requirement. Yeah, like, well, we, know, we know that one. Then. Okay. But we know the other one. I'm saying that's what stood out. Yeah. It stood out that, that the Sabbath meets the needs of people. What What is the needs? You just said it earlier. So, the, yeah. To heal people yeah. and to save lives. Right. That's the need of right. people. And it says, so the man held out his hand and it was restored. Beautiful. And they went on a Sabbath. They went and they traveled to the synagogue, even mm-hmm. if it was miles. It was kind of mm-hmm. like work, right? Mm-hmm. They walked over there. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had to feed them. Somebody had to prepare a meal for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was kind of stood out is that. Um, You know, he, he kind of points out, he says, why why aren't your disciples fasting the way um, the Pharisees do and John's disciples? You know, and Jesus points out, you know, when you go to a wedding, do you fast or do you celebrate with the groom? So he's the groom, right? And with, when you're with him, it's a celebration. So you don't have to fast, Right. And, uh, but, it, but he points out, but there'll be a time when they will fast because um, the groom will be taken away from him, from them, and then they'll fast. And then he uses the same illustration with the patch, mm-hmm. which shrink and rip away, uh-huh. and the old clothes leaving the end. Maybe, um, maybe this is a different translation. Uh, but it, the way it's worded is interesting. I'll just, I'll just say, um, why does he eat with such scum? That closes out number. I don't even can see it right now. Number sixteen, uh, and then in seventeen it says, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do, and then he says. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. So, um, I think what he's saying is this: you, if you if you have your own self works, I mean, I don't know if another translation says it differently, but if you have self efforts and you think you're holier than now and all that, that's not who he came for. He came to save. Those who are lost, the sinners. You know this. This uh, that's the first time I've seen that. The Bible always... translation does a great job of translating that because I have read that before. I go, well, was there righteous people walking around that didn't need? But no, that's it says right here they think they are righteous. Right, the Pharisees. Yeah. Right. He came to hang out with those who needed help. They know that they're sinners and they don't know a way out. They don't mm-hmm. have a way out. Right. They're locked, you know, they're locked in only through Jesus All of us, Christ really. of Nazareth. Right. All of us that are saved, that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ now, you know, we become righteous because of him. But it, this is like, hey, I, you know, I really came to save the lost. 
we were once lost, you know, and now we're not. And, um, you know, it's just everyone needs to come to know Jesus. But the Pharisees who really thought they knew it all and all the scriptures and they couldn't answer his question over here and they didn't answer him over there in another chapter and they just always, you know, very intimidated by his presence and they thought they knew all the word and everything and they dressed a certain way and they just acted so holy that that's not who Jesus came for. You know, he didn't come for them. Very good, very good. Interesting. Yeah, beautiful. And that's exactly what we need to hang around with. Those are the people that hang around in AA. Yeah. They're way out there, some of the people. Mm. And that's where I got saved. I was one of those yeah. guys, a tax collector. And I don't know if I was saved when I was a boy and fishing, because I said yes to Jesus many times. Uh, the uh, Angelus Temple was so close by Echo Park there, mm -hmm. I'd be not going to school in those students would pass by and they'd get me in the corner and they start talking to me about Jesus and I wanted and I knew if I didn't say yes to Jesus I could go back to fishing because they had me in the corner uh, and uh, maybe two three times happened I remember the time I killed the bird I, was, uh, I don't know it was about maybe nine or ten and it was a jay bird and I put a rock right through the gut of them and the feathers all over the place and boom, man, just the presence of God hit me so hard that I started weeping and crying and I buried the bird and mm -hmm. I tore the slingshot apart, man. I was so angry at myself. And I, I repented. I just felt the presence of God so much. But then that went away as far as uh, remembrance. And then when I rededicated my life to Christ, it was a done deal. I said, yay, man. Sounds good to me. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. But it was. It wasn't to every option was was um, depleted. Every work option, everything, every option was depleted. And when the guy asked me, "Want to take on Jesus?" I said, "I, had, I said, why not? Um, I have nothing to lose mm. <laughs> and everything to gain." And here you are, helping others. That's Amen. Good. I just prayed. I'm doing my calling. Yeah, I believe you are doing your calling. You're like sometimes I, you know, don't believe there's enough. Amen. Well, praise God. Doing the best of our ability. What did the guy say today? He kind of confirmed what you're doing. He said you are always enthusiastic and. Hmm. I've got a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. People see that. that. I want that. You know. Well, it was my turn to my turn to share. I shared on the goodness. I said, there's so much goodness out there, you know. I need to stop and, and hook up and see it and, 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 and be in the rhythm of the goodness that's out there. To be refreshed when we, when we meditate. We're talking about meditation. It's like when we were in school, we used to put our heads on the desk, you know, just to meditate and relax. Yeah. Such a refreshing... You know, and the other the other thing that comes to mind about you, you have people in Northern California that are consulting with you. You're directing them from here for things, and and you know, Gennaro sent that text the other day saying, you know, I'm doing this, and I'm so grateful. You know, you got people that are that have been truly changed because you planted some seeds in I them. I should have gave him more kudos than. Mm -hmm. He always gives you a big enthusiastic. 
Okay, anything else on that? Um, no, those, um, that was the one part that really jumped out as I was reading, though. Um, anything on the Old Testament? Not much at, uh, boy, it just, when you get to know the, all the sacrifices and how, um, how delicate sin is, you know, Every, unknowing you if you sin, you know, and boy, they had those, and, and I was just thinking, what, 600,000 men, you know, and, and whoever sins, they had those priests pretty busy, pretty burned out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the sheep and all that food yeah. and all that, it was just an amazing uh, purification that we yeah. are made like yeah. God. Like Jesus, and even we have to control our thoughts, you know, that come into us. You know, it, it just, it, I, as you were reading that, I, I have to admit I was a little tired, but um, the one thing I did get out of this was, thank God Jesus came, because we don't have to go through these offerings. You know, do it this way, put the blood over here, kill the thing, do this, do, you know, there's so much... To know, to do that, to be able to, you know, you know, have have your sins forgiven that way. You know, you bring the female ram or the goat or whatever, I forget, but um, that's a lot of work just to get your sin forgiven, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that, that uh, came to me is that... Um, because it, it mentioned if your high priest, I thought I read over here when you were reading, it says if the high priest sins, then he has to do something too, right? Yeah. Okay, priest. so then I'm thinking, you know, uh, from some of the teachings that we heard from Joseph Prince, is like when the, the high priest goes in there, I guess during the time of atonement, he goes in once a year, and as if God approves the high priest, then... All of your, you know, you're fine. The nation will do fine. Mm-hmm. But if he does, then he dies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, geez, you know, if, <laughs> imagine if all these pastors, some of them weren't, aren't acceptable doing what God's doing, and we're relying on them to, to help us out. You know, it's not good. It's not good. But um, the other thing I picked up through this whole thing. Um, is in number 16 it says you must make restitution okay so um if one of you commits a sin by unintentionally defiling the lord's sacred property you must bring a guilt offering to the lord the offering must be your own ram with no defects or you may buy one of equal value with silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel you must make a restitution for the sacred property you have harmed by paying for the loss, and it says plus an additional 20%. So, um, this remember the teaching we got about restoration and how uh, when God restores something, He always does it more than what it was worth in quality or quantity, and you you become now when something gets taken from you or a loss that you go through, the Lord restores it a hundred and twenty percent, a hundred and twenty percent. 
when some and I think so that 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 came right out because I remember that we had listened to that to those teachings a, a lot, you know, and how you know when we even when we um, miss the mark and we take it to the Lord and uh, take it to God and say, Lord, you know, um, you know, I, I I miss this, you know, thank God it's covered by the blood because I know I'm righteous already. But thank you, God. I give, you know, Jesus is my trespass offering. And the, the, God is now a gainer because Jesus has brought more glory, more praise, more worship to the Father. So the Father is a gainer, but I become a gainer because I sin, and, but he's my trespass offering. So it's actually... Good. Oh, man, that's so much work he did for us, yeah. for everybody, all mm -hmm. humanity, you know. Yeah. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, I really like that thing where he says uh, that you have the groom with you. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the festival lasted for three and a half years, he had, they had the groom with them. Yeah, that's awesome. The marriage of the, you know. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for your word. Lord, give us signs and wonders that you're here with us, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, it cries, Abba, Father. And Lord, give us a good rest from your reading in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.